And here we are. It's a podcast for professionals, believers, and genuine people looking for genuine conversation. My name is Kia Harris-Tagren, and I'm your host. I'll be sharing information about nonprofits, faith, business, entrepreneurship, life, and much more. I'm so excited for you to be joining me. Welcome back to And Here We Are podcast. I am glad that you're here. I'm glad that you're here. And today we're talking about something that I feel every leader should have this quality. And it is knowledge sharing. So today is the time to reflect on what knowledge sharing is and how you can be part of that as a leader. So my definition of knowledge sharing is providing information to an individual, whether it's a peer, mentor, mentee, a team member, etc., for their advancement and your advancement collectively. And I want to highlight the collectively part because you all should be wanting to advance together. There shouldn't be competition within a team, within an organization, It should always be about how can we collaborate, how we can we create a place of knowledge sharing so that everyone wins, so that everyone is able to advance. So knowledge sharing, it's something that you have to be intentional about, but I'm sure that in your experience of being around leaders, or maybe this is your experience as a leader, you felt that information was not being shared completely or information was being kept from you. How did you feel about that? I can say that when those instances came, when I was around certain leaders, I felt that they didn't want me to be a part of the team. I felt that they were talking with their words, but not exactly demonstrating with their actions that I was part of the team. So it made me, in a sense, feel, well, why am I here? Why am I a part of this team? Am I truly a part of this team? Are we going to work together? So think about if your team members, whether they're volunteers, interns, board members, staff, if they have these thoughts, these questions going through their mind and it's continuous, will they remain? Will they stay with the organization if they continue to have these thoughts of, am I in the right place? Am I supposed to be here? Am I truly part of this team? You don't want your team members, your staff, your volunteers, etc., to have these thoughts that are going through their mind, these questions they're asking, because it can lead to them eventually stepping back, stepping away, or you find that they are not as receptive, or they are not as engaging. You ask them a question, and they say, well, I don't have any thoughts at this moment. And you just recognize this trend that's happening is no one's sharing their thoughts anymore, because they have in the back of their mind what is my role here truly? So you want to be able to, as a leader, to determine those things that are not said, but also creating a space where those things can be said. So if someone is saying, I I no longer have any, I don't have any, any input, and you realize that this is a trend, like two months ago, this individual was the one person who had all these great ideas. And now I'm not getting that from this person. Why is that? And so it's a indicator for you to start to assess what's really going on. But if you create this space of 
sharing and openness and place where people can be honest about what they don't agree with or don't see eye to eye on or what they feel needs to change, then those conversations can be had so you don't have to constantly do an assessment of what's not verbally shared. So now your team is coming to you with the concern they have. They're coming to you when something is of interest to them or they don't see it eye to eye or they need better understanding. And so as a leader, you have to create this space, but also be a leader that says, do I need to have a conversation with this person? Let me see what's really going on here because I truly want to understand so we can move forward so that they don't have any ill-mannered feelings or have any reasoning to step away from this role because I value them. And so you want to make sure you're valuing your team, whether they're volunteers, interns, you should value them. They are there to help and assist you for a common goal, for the organization to do well, or for the ministry to do well. And so you want to make sure that you honor them. We don't want to be those kinds of leaders who don't have these spaces that don't allow for ideas to be shared, that aren't okay with someone saying, well, I don't agree with that, or I don't feel that way, or you offended me when you said this. So being that space of having open, critical criticism, and what I mean is that constructive criticism, you can have a space for even your staff and the people that are that you are leading, that they can also provide feedback for you as a leader. Something I recommend when you have your million dollar businesses, when you have your ministries, when you have your organizations, I highly recommend that you have 360 evaluations. Now, this is something I've proposed to an organization that I used to work for. And the feedback for this was there was some receptivity to it. However, it never went into play. Leaders need to grow. CEOs need to grow. Top executives need to grow. And who better to provide those areas in which they can grow than the people that they supervise, the people that they lead themselves. They're interacting with these people every day. And so they have a deeper understanding of what this leader is doing well and what can be changed in a professional way. This can be expressed to that leader. And so I want to encourage you to keep in the top of your mind. One of those pending tabs is to Think about a 360 evaluation, asking your peers, asking those who you supervise or those around you who are being led by you, what can I change? What can I grow in? And you can make it so it's anonymous. You can make it so let's say you have five interns, you have five staff members and you create an anonymous survey where they can provide feedback. And now they don't have to have this thought of, well, what if they know it's me? Am I going to be reprimanded? Am I going to be sit down? Am I going to have some backlash because of it? If it's anonymous, then they can completely express what their thoughts are without having this fear of what is going to be the outcome. Am I going to receive something back from what I put in as something that is constructive criticism? So there's just something I wanted to recommend. So I always encourage you to reflect consistently on the quality of your leadership. Since today's episode is about leadership, we should always be focusing on the quality of our leadership. What do I need to change? Okay, I see this 
this individual reacted in this way when my intention was for them to not feel that they were doing something that was off or that was not pleasing to me. I manage a lot of interns right now and then I also manage the leadership of my organization Dare Humanity and with the interns often the time it's that the interns will want to be in this place of pleasing you and making sure things are right but in the same sense I always express to them I want you to develop yourself as a leader and know when the quality of your work is great but also be receptive to receiving the feedback that is given but I don't want them in a place of creating this culture of I need to continue to please my boss I need to continue to please my boss because it gets them to a space of always thinking that they have to do things perfectly, that they have to always please this individual, that they can't deviate outside of what the leader has in mind because they're not sure if they're going to receive it well. And so if you're one of my interns, for one, I I just want to say thank you for all the work that you helped me with. I'm truly blessed to have you on my team, whether that's through Dare Humanity or Collectivate. But I also want to encourage you to consider who you are as a leader, how the role can develop you as a leader. And if you're an intern at another organization and you happen to be listening or you're looking to be intern, I want you to go with the lens in this organization or company saying, what kind of leader do I want to be? And how can I set the tone for what kind of leader that I want to be? To expand on that more, I want to express that a little bit more clearly. When you come into a situation, there is a certain level of expectation. Let's say you join an internship and in this internship, you're so excited about the opportunity and I completely understand that. But it's often that they ask you, hey, so can you work an extra few hours this week? oh, somebody didn't do this thing, someone dropped the ball, can you pick this up? Can you help with this? If you're always a go-to person, this culture of, well, she's going to do it, he's going to do it. Yeah, let's reach out to her. I know she's going to be our yes girl, our yes man. So you want to make sure that there's a balance of that. Making sure you're available, but also setting those boundaries of, I'm not available on weekend hours. If this is what your availability is, Unfortunately, after 5 p.m., I'm no longer available, but I'm happy to get it to you to the next day. I don't want you to create this idea of I need to please people because this is going to hinder you as a leader. Even if you're not an intern, if you have this people-pleasing behavior, realize that this people-pleasing behavior is going to hinder you along the way when boundaries need to be put in place and when you need to set the tone and the standard for how you are as a leader, how you expect to be treated, and how you are going to treat others. So... I just want to encourage you to make sure you have those boundaries in place and again, reflecting on what kind of quality of a leader I want to be. So how can you continue to evolve as a leader? What have you, how have you grown this year? So I wanted to pause because I feel that those questions can be questions that we ask ourselves continuously. How can I continue to evolve? What have, how have I grown this year? We are some time into 2022 and we can have these questions. There should be some level of evolution as a leader as the time progresses. I could say that 
Each month, I see a change in myself. I make continuous observations. And you'll also find when you are around leaders, other leaders that are leading you, you can make observations about them, not in a space of criticizing them continuously or pointing out their flaws, but in the sense of determining the qualities that you admire and that you would practice yourself, but also the qualities that you would think I don't necessarily want to demonstrate that quality because this is how I feel when I'm around this leader and they do this specific thing. So how can I make it so that I do not emulate this quality that I've examined that I feel is not a good quality to have? Now, every leader has their flaws. Every leader has their flaws. No one's perfect. I'm not perfect. I am absolutely not a perfect leader. But what I do is I strive to be the best leader that I can be, which means I'm continuously having a space of learning from other leaders, observing other leaders, and determining, again, what kind of leader do I want to be? I don't want to be a leader that clones other leaders. I want to have some genuinity and who I am. And this is what I encourage you to do as well. Be genuine in who you are as a leader. If you are a leader who oftentimes you sit in a room and your place is of observation, a place of I'm going to speak when something is relevant to say, then that's who you are. It's okay to be the quiet person in the room. It's okay to be the observer and to speak when you feel something is needed to be said. That is okay. And so I don't want you to get in the space of thinking you have to be like leader so-and-so in order to be an impactful leader. Realizing that I can be a leader in my own space with this personality, with this voice, with these qualities and characteristics, and still be an impactful leader. So I also want to ask you another question. What needs to change? What needs to change in your leadership style and your behaviors as a leader? Now, this can be a difficult one. But it's less difficult if you are receptive to change. Going back to that 365 evaluation, if one of your interns, volunteers, someone that works with you says, well, I feel that at times you're not receptive to my new ideas. How are you going to react to that? Are you going to come from a place of offense and tell them why you feel that it's not that way? That I'm sorry if you offended me, but and you go on and explain why you did what you did, or are you going to come from a space and say, well, tell me more about that? And they go on and say, well, often when I express an idea, I feel like it's shot down. I feel like it's not really heard. Are you again going to get in this place of offense? Or are you going to ask for more clarification? Are you going to consider that this individual has been around you for a while and they've been able to understand how you are? And it may be that you didn't want to have the outcome be that way, that they receive it that way, but it was that way. So are you going to honestly apologize or are you going to be in this place of offense? So this is my question to you. How do you respond to this constructive criticism? And I also want to encourage you to not get stuck in this place of running through your head what the constructive criticism is and not run it to a place where you're, okay, this was a constructive criticism. Now, how can I change this? Let's implement the change. Let's move on. Instead of being stuck in this cycle of this person said this, am I really that way? 
wow, I'm not a great leader. And so you want to make sure you're not internally criticizing yourself to the point of being limited and being not in a place of growth, but in a place of bringing yourself down. That's where I want you to not be in this place of saying, I'm not a good leader. Should I be doing this? This place of doubt and fear. I don't want you to get in that place. I want you to go through the process of, I received the constructive criticism. Let me reflect on this. Okay, I can understand why this. they said that. Let's implement a change. Let's move forward with that change. That's where I want you to be. So back to knowledge sharing. How can you adopt this practice? Here are some things that I would say you can do to adopt this practice. Listening to understand. I get it. You're excited about the conversation. You're excited about the topic you're having with your peer, with your friend, your colleague. And so you're waiting to say what you want to say. And that's great. But I want you to listen to what the individual is saying in order to respond in a way that they understand that you are listening to what they say. And then determine how you can help. This is number two of how you can adopt the practice of knowledge sharing, determining how you can help. So if an individual comes to you and says, well, I don't feel like I have an understanding of how to start a business and you have the tools, ask yourself, how can I help in this situation? How can I help this individual? And you put into play how you can help. It may be that you ask, answer a few other questions, that you send them a few links or resources that you found. Maybe you send them a link to an article. But also, leader, I want to tell you that you don't want to be in this place of continuously helping this person who is not taking the action steps afterwards. And maybe you've been this person and you've asked for help and then you go back to that person or that source, and you're continuously asking them for the next steps when they've encouraged you to take the next steps on your own. As a leader who is interacting with someone who does that, I encourage you to set boundaries. I am the type of leader where I'm not going to enable you. So if you ask me for one thing, I'm going to help you with that one thing. And perhaps you have a follow-up question, maybe another follow-up question, maybe a third follow-up question. But if I find that you are creating this level of dependency on me, I am going to hand it off right back into your hands as I intentionally wanted it to be. I will give you the resources. I will share the knowledge with you. But if at the point I find that you are not taking those action steps yourself, you don't want to go towards that goal that you're having, I am going to let you know. I recommend you do some research online in addition to what I've shared with you. I'm confident that you can take the next steps to start your business because I don't want to be the leader that enables you. I want to be the leader that activates you into this level of growth and independency, but also where you can ask those questions, but then you receive the response and you move with those questions. You move in that action item in order to accomplish your goals because essentially they are your goals. And I want you to accomplish those goals independently with the help with others from others, but also with this lens of let me also be the person to help their carry this out because this is what I desire. Now, if you find yourself where you have access to an individual and they are individuals who are so willing to give you information, 
I want you to honor that individual and I want you to honor their time. If that individual has set a time aside for you, I want you to get out a piece of paper or get out your notes and you write down what that individual is saying. You have the intention of going with this time slot and getting the information you need, writing it down so you make sure you retain that information. And if you do have follow-up questions, that's fine, but not creating this culture of dependency on this person. Honor their time honor this individual and their level of expertise so that they can see those action items that come from the result of your interaction. So respect the leader, honor that leader as well, and see them as a resource, but not the only resource. And that's what I want to leave you with. So third way you can practice and adopt knowledge sharing is pouring and pouring and this goes back to what we just talked about with creating boundaries but also being willing to share information when you're in a situation where you know information do not hold that information back from that individual despite what what level they're on Leaders don't know everything. So it may be that you know certain things about something that another leader does not. And so they reach out to you and you may be wondering, well, this person has a large following. They probably have a team. Don't assume. Not everyone knows everything. And there may be something unique about what you know that they don't know and they need to learn from you. So being willing to pour into those individuals, being willing to grab that person and you both go up the escalator together up the elevator, whatever elevation it is, and not looking down on others and saying, well, you should know that. You should be able to know how to do that. Do your research online. Just You should know. Don't come with this attitude. Instead, come with an attitude of they're learning. They need this information for a reason. Let me help them. Let me assist them. Next is connecting them with your connections. You have connections online, maybe LinkedIn. If you do not have a LinkedIn page, I do encourage you to revamp your LinkedIn page. You may have connections online. You may have referral partners. What a referral partner is, is someone who has a level of expertise that you don't necessarily have, but you will refer them to them if they need that specific skill. So for example, I work with nonprofits. However, I do not do the filing process. I do not do the paperwork. And so I refer them to my colleague who does that exact thing and he handles it. And so I'm not going to limit who I'm gonna connect an individual with. As long as that individual you intend to connect them with is open to having new connections or open to conversations or expert interviews with that individual, then I would say, why not give them information that they need? So be willing to connect that individual with your connections. And then finally, teach and share what you know. You may say, well, I don't know much. Yes, you do. You do. You have life experiences. You have a background of whether you've worked for others, whether you've been an entrepreneur, where you've learned something that you can teach somebody else. So if you have learned something, why not teach it to someone else? Even if it's a 30 minute conversation, how do you set up a website for your nonprofit? How do you establish your business and register with the state and you just spend some time letting them know how to do that certain thing so I encourage you to teach them what you know so going back to if you have had information held back from you 
How has that make you feel? Let's get to the core of what that is. But let's take a pause. So if you're the individual, and it's okay, I've been this individual too. And in the past, you see how I'm saying in the past, because now you're going to move forward in a direction that's different. If you have been someone who has held back information from others, why is that? Let's talk about that. If it's been because you've been insecure and you feel that if you share this information with this individual, they might be more successful than you. What is the issue with that is the question. Why would you not want someone to be as successful or even more successful to you? So coming into place of security, of knowing that you are going to be successful as well. And why can't I help that other individual be successful? What in me finds that it's not good for someone else to be successful? Is it jealousy? And we have to have these questions that we ask ourselves. Am I jealous of this person? Am I hateful towards this person? I encourage you to never have this attitude, this heart posture of hate because you carry that around with you and it trickles and impacts everyone that's around it to you and connected to you you may have had an encounter with this person and you didn't have the reflection of saying I'm jealous of this person and so you have this frustration and you have a conversation with your spouse or friend and this level of frustration just activates in a moment of having a small disagreement And you're not realizing that the source was that interaction you had where you're insecure, where you're jealous of a person. We have to make those connections. Why did I react in this way? What's the real issue here? What is the core of why I feel this way? So that I can make sure I'm not harboring something that is not relevant, nor is it conducive to what I want for my future. So is it the reason you held something back because of selfishness? You were selfish and you said, this is my information. I got this research. I work hard for this. I'm not going to release this, release this to someone else. Or is it from a level of superiority? Thinking that you're better than someone else. And let me tell you, I'm not better than anyone else. My level of understanding may be I have an understanding in nonprofit and business and philanthropy, those things, but I'm not better than anyone else. In fact, I need to learn from others, especially those who are seasoned. So if we do these reflections, we pinpoint those core issues. We ask ourselves, what is the real issue here? Then you can move forward with a place of, I am a confident leader. I am secure in myself. I can share my knowledge with others. I can watch them be successful and I can also be successful so be intentional about your leadership leader and my challenge to you is to do that to be intentional about this leadership quality knowledge sharing how can I be more of a help to others how can I serve others more your knowledge can transform hearts and minds do you realize that that your knowledge can transform hearts and minds someone may come into the mindset or have a conversation with you. They book a consult, they have a casual conversation, and they said, well, I don't even know if I can start a business because I don't even know what I'm doing. But because my conversation with you today, now I have a better understanding, and now I'm more confident that I can actually do this thing. And that's all thanks to you. Then they they may not say it in that exact way, but you will see the results of the conversation. Wow, 
I already completed the first step. This is so easy. I'm so glad you let me know how easy it was. And transforming minds. Someone may come into a situation with a limited mindset. They may say, I can't do this. I can't do that. I don't know how I would do that. But the conversation they had with you or the consultation allows them to see this is possible for me. And let me make sure I continue to make this possible for me by changing my mindset. And of course, as a leader, you should also be changing your mindset as well, continuing to transform your mind, renewing your mind so that you are this leader who is continuously confident in who she or he is. You're always willing to share, not having this lens of, well, is this person going to take what I have done and copy and reuse it? Notice knowing that your source especially if you're connected to the most high God, is unlimited. So if someone tries to take what you have created, their source is going to be limited because they are not connected to the true source. So I just want you to think on that. And it's not in a place of arrogance. It's in a place of confidence, knowing that I am connected to the true source, the most high. And so my capacity is limitless because of that and that if someone does try to take something from me it will be limited because it was taken from the original and the original cannot be copied so i trust that this episode has blessed you i encourage you also to share it with your team if you have a team your future team your current team and this will allow them to reflect as a leader always reflecting as a leader should be part of your behavior so I encourage you to share it with individuals who are on your team or also may not be on your team but are also a leader just like you. So I encourage you today to subscribe to my email list and I will put the link in the show notes where you can subscribe and I want to encourage you as this episode ends to lead with knowledge sharing, help someone like you be open to helping others and be confident in who you are and whose you are as you grow to becoming the best leader you can be.